0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Karen DeVaney and
2: Varner, welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast from the Sweetwater Clubhouse. I'm delighted to be here. And I as well. And we have a special guest that joined us. You know Why? I'm not sure. Because
1: we have friends. We keep telling people we have friends. Yeah,
2: I don't know what happened. This one this one didn't get away from us yet. No. So everybody, meet Will. Yet. Hello, this is Will. how's it going? Will is a resident here at Sweetwater, mm-hmm. and he, um, I think, has a criminal justice degree. Yes, I do. And now, Will, tell us what, people, what you want people to know so I don't tell people what
0: you don't want us to know.
1: Oh, right. What, what
0: do I know? I... I know that I'm having a great time, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity. This is a dream come true. I've never done a podcast before or a true crime podcast. And, uh, well, let me I've... give
1: you a couple of tips to help you out with your family because they're going to be confused.
0: Okay. And First concerned.
1: off, let them know <laughs> that we are not on the radio. Okay. okay. Podcast, not radio.
2: Got Nor it. can you watch us anywhere?
1: We're not on video because these mugs are for...
2: Podcasting. Podcasting These are not video. camera ready faces. <laughs>
0: I was going to say I don't do well for the camera. <laughs>
1: see? There you go. Yeah. So. And we're we are not live. We're not live. We record live. one day. We go in and we clean it up a little bit. And then we plop it out on our fan page the next day. But you gotta be a member of the fan club on to see it Facebook. On, on Facebook to see it the next day. So yes. if you're not yet. It's time for you to join.
2: That's right. You find us on Facebook. There's a fan page group. Yes. So, so here
1: we are. And so we're back not to
2: confuse your family, You're, you might have to go through some of these steps more than once. We to
1: have to do it every single week.
2: <laughs> yes. Got it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> To some family members and some friends. Yeah. It's confusing. Yes. I get it. It's I tried confusing. to watch all, but I couldn't, I couldn't find couldn't you. Couldn't find you anywhere. I, I knew you know. were recording but where were you? Right. Yeah. Okay. But it's fine. So. It's all fine. It's and don't cuss on, on the radio. Right. the that. <laughs> You can't say that
0: on the radio. <laughs> my mother is a very traditional southern lady so yes. Yeah. Something.
2: Okay. Well, Good. Sorry. Sorry, Will's good. mom. Sorry, Will's mom. <laughs> sorry, Will's mom, and sorry, our mom, right up front. Yes. Because I know there's going to be at least one F word and a couple of, like, probably some innuendos. Oh,
1: God, yes.
0: It's yeah. okay, Mom. They're cool. Oh, all right.
1: right. We're and cool, Mom. He's not here against his will.
2: No, against nope. his will. Well.
0: Hey, I found you guys. I know. That's, that's right. what the that's most right.
2: exciting part of this is. So, um, I just wanted to let you know that I am baking.
1: I'm glad it's you and not me, because we started off with Mixology Monday. I know, and I'm a little... And uh... the black, hairy... The black... (laughs) Oh, jeez.
2: Now we've renamed the whole situation. <laughs> it's wow. a blackberry
1: mint mojito. It is so yummy. It's so yummy. It's and going
2: down very smoothly.
1: Yours is almost gone. I know. Mine's oh. not going down because I feel burning in my fingers. Ooh. It has gone straight to my fingers.
2: I was feeling that burning in my cheek, and I thought, oh, I'll just cool it
1: off with a drink. But yes, and you're <laughs> doing a fantastic job. You're yeah. really I'm about to I'm get a- to the end of this little sucker. I'll be interested to see what you're baking, what's happening in the kitchen. Yeah, because this
2: is a tricky recipe. So today I am baking chocolate souffle. Ooh, ooh la la.
1: Ooh la la.
2: I've <laughs> never baked this before. Right? I it will be you. nothing short of a miracle if I pull this out, yes. but thank God Will has already said, if you burn it, I'll still eat it. Oh my yeah. God. That's what <laughs> my friends do too. Just love so you it. know.
1: Just love it.
2: Yeah. So um it's from Sally's Baking Addiction and I think this addicted. was because we're addicted to Sally and sorry, Sally. We, I mean, some people think that's stalking, but we don't think that. And um, it was her last month's baking challenge, so I'm a little late on it. Right. But I'm not doing it for a break.
1: No. So it's okay. you're just doing it for a podcast.
2: Yes. So I will go through what I've done. I've done many steps. It is not complicated, but there are some steps. So I've um, chopped up my chocolate. Good job. Thank you. And I've melted that with some unsalted butter.
1: Is there anything better than the, the smell, smell of chocolate and butter? Oh, my
2: God. I just wanted to put my face in it.
1: in a bowl. Yes.
2: So, butter and chocolate, and then you do three egg yolks. Mm. That's no yolking. That's no yolk. No yolking. And some salt and vanilla.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you whisk that together, and then you put it in the fridge for three to five minutes. Mm. While that's happening, you take your egg Whites. <laughs> And some cream of tartar, mm-hmm. and you um, use the whisk part to your mixer, mm. and you, you do it to form soft peaks, oh, and then yes. you add one tablespoon of sugar at a time till you get to three tablespoons. That's
1: sounding very complicated.
2: No, it's really not. It's not complicated. She considers this an advanced recipe because mm. of the mixing techniques that you have to use, because mm. now I'm going to take... I'm going to fold one of these items into the other. So you're a different
1: kind of mixologist. Fold. I'm a mixologist mix of
2: chocolate. Chocolate.
1: Yes. Oh, chocolate. Great movie, by the way. Did I love start? that oh, movie. Yeah, yes. That was so, and then I'm going to put Johnny it so some... was bad. I know. I mean, he was bad, but now he's.
2: He was bad in a good way. Now he's bad in a bad way.
1: Very bad, very bad.
2: So, and then I'm going to bake it in some ramekins. Nice. So, there's some techniques and stuff in there, and that's fine. If people want the recipe, they can either get it from Sally or they can email us at murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com.
1: My God, This whatever combination Woo, look you've at got me. going on here, you <laughs> are, on. Berries are good for the White, point, I think. Wow.
2: So they can email us and ask us for the recipe and I can give it to them and give them some little tips and tricks that I did uh-huh. or if they just want to wing it and go to Sally like I did, yeah. we'll see because I don't know how these are going to turn out.
1: I don't either. But, but, but it's going to have... be warm
2: shock a lot, and I'm going to love it. I don't see <laughs> how that
1: could go wrong. <laughs> they
2: may not poof like <laughs> they're supposed to. They may not do the French poof, but uh, it's fine. I hope they poof. I really hope they do too. That'll
1: so. be so exciting.
2: There's a technique that you use to make a rise up instead of out rise up (laughs) (laughs) that's what you do you just look at them and you go rise up and then that's what they do wow yeah
1: so well we might pause for that a little
3: bit but we'll see yeah so in the the meantime anything else going on in your life so this weekend my husband and I went down to Savannah for the weekend for just a little couple's getaway and I gotta tell you about our experience at the Lady and Sons which is Paula Dean's restaurant In downtown Savannah, first of all, you walk up to this building and the brick is just gorgeous. So I love the building to begin with. I've never been there. And the experience that we had was second to none. It was, um, I would call it a a down home Southern experience from the food to the atmosphere to the building. Everything was wonderful. Um, All the people were very nice. Our wait staff, Ms. Walden and Lauren um, Birdfield. For our wait staff, and they treated us like we were family, and we could not have been made more comfortable. They were jovial, they were welcoming, they were hospitable, they were on the spot with all of their serving us and bringing us our food and making sure we didn't need anything at any time. And I just want to give a huge shout out to them. So if anybody is in the Savannah area or travels to the Savannah area, first of all, don't miss out on the experience of the Lady and Sons. But when you go, Ask, ask to be waited on by Lauren or Miss Walden when you're there. You will not be sorry. And I'm just giving them a huge shout out. And I'm hoping they're listening because we really appreciate what they brought to what well, what they brought to the table. Okay, moving no. on.
1: now I've got murder to discuss. Dun, dun, dun. There's murder. There's murder about. There's murder about. I love it. I and love murder, it. I love it. This murder. The whole plot comes from the plot of a movie.
2: Wait, is it going real?
1: going to blow your mind. Wait, what came first, the murder or the movie? The movie.
2: No shit. It did. Copycat. For
1: real, yeah. Shut your
2: mouth. Oh, I can't wait. Let's,
1: get in. Let's right. get in there. All right, we're going to Tennessee, y'all. Oh. Tennessee. Here we go. Veronica Boza. She's a very successful producer in Nashville. She's loving a loving mother. She's described as a wonderful friend. But on August... Night 29th, 2010, which was a Sunday, Veronica and her son went to church as usual. After church, she met up with her soon-to-be ex-husband, Tim Boza, and handed her son off to him for his visitation, which was the, their normal routine on Sundays. Okay. She left the parking lot and headed for home. On the way home, she spoke on the phone to her boyfriend, boyfriend. Her boyfriend? Boyfriend. Brian. A boyfriend. A boyfriend, Brian. <laughs> And a co-worker. Everything was all good. She gets home. Um, Brian has made plans to come over and hang out. He had a couple of errands to do, and then he was going to come over. He gets to Veronica's house. He sees that Veronica's car is in the driveway, but her car door is open, the garage door is open, and some of Veronica's purse contents are on the ground. That's never a good sign, because a, walks a into, woman does
2: not like her purse no, on the ground. no. No.
1: And I can't say I haven't walked in and left the door open to my car or actually one time I went to visit my mother and Left the car running. Oh, the God,
2: entire, yes, you do. <laughs> it
0: could be the worse. <laughs> you can do like in the movies where you accidentally like forget to put the car in park, and you're like unlocking the front door, and then and your car's the gone. Car is rolling down the hill. And funny story. Down. That's
2: a really kind of funny story that you would say that it happens in the movies because it actually happened to Anne. It did. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And, and she had a relatively new car. It that's, was a Volkswagen
1: Beetle. Yes, a cute little a red stick Bob. shift, and I parked in a parking garage. <laughs> and I'm standing talking to a friend of mine, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this red flash go. And it took me a minute, and then I was like, "Oh my god, that's my car!" <laughs> and about that time, it crashed into a cement beam. And yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So it doesn't so, just yes. happen in the movies. Well, no, okay. it doesn't.
1: So you can't really go on. Ooh, this is suspicious. Her car door is open because that—that's yeah, probably happens. something that I've done. Yeah, but the door to her house was also open. Mm. He walks into the house and he finds Veronica um, on the floor in a pool of blood. So he immediately calls 911. He, um, it was, I will say, it was a little strange, his reaction. He called 911, he did not attempt CPR. And this is her boyfriend? Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend? Her boyfriend. Brian. Brian, Brian, yes. Her boyfriend, Brian. Good job, Alex. (laughs) Keep us on track. (laughs) So um, the police get there and they start to look around. There's no murder weapon. It's obvious that that she's been shot multiple times. They do find um, what they call some projectiles. I don't know what that means. Casings?
2: That's like casings. They also
1: found casings. Uh, they so they might bucks. have found some bullets. Some yeah. actual yeah.
2: projectiles like stuck in a in a chair
1: or in a wall or right. something. Right, okay. So and they found just one casing. Evidently somebody had
0: tried clean, to clean it up. Cleaned,
1: cleaned some stuff out before they departed the pattern. Mm. So uh, police were able to put a timeline together for Veronica's day. They know that she left the church parking lot and talked to Brian on the phone. And to a co-worker, they know that Veronica was alive at 12.08. Brian found her dead at 12.20. So it's a very small little window yeah, it really is. that somebody came and got her. I get you. Police take Brian to the station. They question him. They ask who he thinks it might be. Um, Brian does, though he did act very odd when He was brought in. I guess you really can't say how people should act when they find a loved one that's been yeah. There's really no script. You can't really go by that. Because if it
2: were me, I'd be like, "Oh, look, somebody was murdered," and I would just go act like nothing happened. Exactly. Because that's how I do. And I I would find
1: you in the front yard rocking, rocking back and forth forth,
2: (laughs) under a tree, and you'd be like, "Sugar, what happened? (laughs) Yeah, nothing. I've had a good day." (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, like, TV and movies has, you know, portrayed it as whenever somebody finds a dead body, there's always a scream and yes. all this panic. Right. In real life, people don't really process it like that. No. Like, everybody has their own way of processing, but it's never, like, exactly. and then all over the place. Exactly. I
1: agree. I agree. So, um, Brian checks out, by the way. I'm not going to get into uh, to Brian and all of his... shenanigans shenanigans.
0: i was gonna say brian sounds shady but okay
1: yeah he He checks out he he checks out out, and he says you know what my best guess is that this has something to do with her soon-to-be ex-husband tim oh tim um tim and veronica were in an intense custody battle oh no tim wanted 50-50 custody and veronica wasn't on board with that oh she didn't want to share exactly Police went over to Tim's house and let him know that Veronica had been killed and asked him to go down to the station for questioning. They did find it a bit strange that he also did not react in a way you would normally react when you find out the mother of your child has been murdered, but they were in the middle of a a very heated divorce. Um, So I guess you really can't judge that. Though he did mention that... um, they had argued a lot about money and custody and things in their marriage had really taken a turn for the worse when Veronica's career as a producer really took off and his career as a contractor, he built houses, kind of had a dry patch. Mm. So she was making all the money and he was not bringing in very much. And that seemed to be an issue in the marriage. As part of their separation agreement, I guess you would call it. They were each required to carry life insurance in the amount of 350000 making each other the beneficiary of those policies. Oh, and, and that That's was dangerous. just until the divorce was settled. Once the divorce was settled, they could change who the beneficiary was, they could drop the life insurance, but they wanted something to in be place, in place in for case. the child.
0: This okay. doesn't seem to be looking good in his favor. Right,
1: right, right. Um... Oh. Veronica had actually gotten her policy in the amount of 550000 Oh, how and come? I guess that's how much she felt like she wanted. She had a house and she had a good career. And
2: so it was on her? That was her amount on her? Yeah. Okay.
1: That was her amount on her.
2: Okay.
1: Um, the divorce settlement was due to be finalized within weeks of Veronica's murder. So now we know we've got a motive, right? Mm-hmm. The only problem is um, Tim has a rock-solid alibi. Rock-solid? Rock-solid alibi. Oh. Yeah. Even when they look at his cell phone records, he's not pinging anywhere close to Veronica's house, and he is exactly where he told them he was. So now we're back to square one. we got to try and figure out what the heck's going on. So they start digging a little bit more into Tim's cell phone records, and they see that he's made repeated phone calls to so this one phone number. He actually made calls to this phone number before and after Veronica was murdered. So, um, they run the number and they find out that the cell phone number belonged to a man by the name of Coy Cotham. Coy. Coy Cotham? Coy Cotham. Do you know him? Oh, I Do you know I thought I did for a minute, but no. I don't think that was the
2: same one. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, he had a, a
1: history of assaulting and terrorizing women. He had a criminal record, and seeing that he had that past criminal criminal record, police felt like maybe he needed to come in. Or no, they felt like they wanted to do a deeper dive into his cell phone records. So they were able to get a a warrant to look into Coy's cell phone. Oh, wow. Well, they hit pay dirt. They can see from the record that Coy's phone pings at Veronica's house at around the time they think she was murdered. Not only did his phone ping, but Veronica's phone pings as well. That is a very loud situation. It's 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 that fancy up oven going. Um, So Veronica's phone pings as well. And her phone had been stolen. It was not at the crime scene. But they can see it's pinging with his cell phone. And then it just stops. It's pinging with Coy? Coy, yeah. Koi's phone and Veronica's phone are at the are same together. place. They're together, and and they're driving. They're at Veronica's, and then they leave Veronica's. Okay. The cell phone, and then all of a sudden, and then it just goes away. Okay. Maybe the the battery died. Maybe somebody said, "Hmm, I'll probably have to turn that off." Or somebody stomped it. Or
0: You're it right went out the car window. Yeah, it
1: went out the window. Could
0: be. Could be. I like how we come up with all these like plausible scenarios. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Or the dog could have eaten it, yeah, or it could snake
1: anything. could have gotten it. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. No, don't even, don't even talk about that. A cop ahead could have gotten it. getting in your car business. I, I can't even take it. Mm-mm. So now we got a big old suspect, right? Coy. Coy. Oh, and guess what? What? It turns out that Tim and Coy, they were buddies.
0: That's
2: not looking yeah, good. Oh, no. Mr. Rock Salad. Yeah, Not salad. It's Coy's not a rock salad for at time. It's a
1: rock solid. solid. It's a salad. Solid, solid as a rock. Uh, yes. Yeah. Tina Turner. Like that? Oh, sugar. Don't hmm. make me remember. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, police bring in Koi for questioning. But... The super sly police, bring him in for questioning, but tell him, we're bringing you in so you can help us clear your buddy Tim's name. Oh, yeah. They don't say, we think you you got something to do no, with this. We're, we're going to be You're going to help out your friend. We're going to be on the down low of that wire. You're going to come in here sense. and clear Tim. Yeah. Yes. So they asked Coy, what were you doing when, you know, Veronica. Tell us what you were married. doing and don't be coy. Right. And he said he'd been hanging out with some of his girlfriends, oh, he's you got know, some doing this, doing that. He's got
2: many girlfriends. Many.
1: Yeah, he was a real ladies' man because oh, he yeah. liked to terrorize women. So I'm sure they oh, all just left nice. him to pieces. So the police know he's lying because he's he's not telling them what the cell phone records have already told them.
0: Oh yeah. So
1: um, but they but here's something you need. You gotta be able to tie that phone. To your suspect, yeah, because he could come back and say, "Oh, I don't have that phone anymore," or yeah. you know, "I didn't have my phone that day." So they say, "All right, well, thank you for coming in. If we need to reach you, where can we reach you?" Oh, they're so smart. And These are smart police officers. Way to go, guys! It's almost like they went to school. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gosh. He said, "I have my cell phone with me at all times." Oh, that's
2: good to know, Corey. Yeah. Yeah, so they gotcha. Thanks for telling us. They
1: then tell Koi that they know he's been lying because they've got his cell phone records, and he's got lying eyes, and he's got lying <laughs> eyes. Yeah, they're watching
2: you. Yeah, sorry. They see for that every big move. Noise. They
1: do. They know, uh, and he immediately says, "Well, I don't know what you think you know, but I did not have anything to do with that lady's murder." I don't know what you think you know, but I know what you know.
2: It's I not, know well, you should what you know, know. But I know more than you know. You don't no know what you know. You had no idea. You got no idea.
1: So police get a warrant and they bring in Koi's car and his cell phone. They had, they found a used box of gloves. I mean, not not a used box. They found a box uh-huh. and some used latex gloves. Okay. And then they found a red lunchbox-looking thing. Oh, but that's
2: lunchbox. it. <laughs>
1: Nothing that, that <laughs> would allow them to arrest Coy. Okay. So they call um, Coy's girlfriend, Jennifer, in for questioning. She was his alibi at the time. She was one of the many women that he had been spending time with that day, but she was with him during the time frame of the murder, Jennifer. Jennifer comes in, and she's, you know, oh, yeah, we were having... Uh-oh. lunch together I do not know what they were having lunch, they were having lunch okay. together and police said well we know you're lying because we know this phone was not at your house during this time period and she says okay I gotta tell you something
2: Really? <laughs> I got a story to tell
1: <laughs> I gotta I got tell you something I stole my ex boyfriend's gun I stole his gun and I hid it in a red lunch bag and that red lunch bag was found in Coy's car, but the gun had disappeared, and that made her really nervous. So she's, she was trying to cover up, but it was really kind of easy to crack her ex. Yeah, she's like, I'm trying to cover for you, but you're making me nervous. Exactly. I so mean, the police go, go to her ahead. ex, and they confirm that it was, his gun had, in fact, been stolen. Oh, gosh. And he provided shell casings from his gun, and they were a perfect match to the casing found at the seat. So then they say, Jennifer, we need your help. Oh, we got to, we yeah. got to get Coy.
2: Oh, we got to get him. We I thought they were going to say, you can help us clear your friend. Yes,
1: can you help <laughs> us clear your friend? No. <laughs> she knows she's not clearing anybody now. Oh, no. So Jennifer, they have her call Coy. Uh-huh. And she says, hey, I got trouble. Hey, y'all, hey. They're about to arrest me Ooh. because I stole that gun. And... um." during the conversation, Coy says, you need to call Tim. You need to call Tim and tell him what's going on. And also in the conversation, he mentions that it was a non-millimeter gun. Oh, he mentioned it? He did. Well, only... The police and whoever murdered Veronica know the caliber of the gun and had that information had not been released to the public. Oh, and so, was it a 9 millimeter? Indeed it was. Look how that's lined it up. It was. It really, Coy, you're done. Coy, not so coy. It turns out that old Tim and Coy were in on the murder together. Oh, no. Yep.
0: Um, you know
1: what? That's just senseless and mean and rude. It is. So they bring, they, they arrest, both of them, they get arrested. Coy, of course, refuses to talk. He's like, I'm not seeing anything. I don't know anything. Because that's anything, my friend. Nothing. I don't know nothing. Nothing. But Tim sings like a canary. Tim does. Tim. He just Are you kidding me? I had to get it out. What a weasel. He was a weasel. It was his idea. Oh yeah. Well, he says it all started. They had both had a real bad day, a real, real bad day at work. They were real frustrated. They were just frustrated.
2: I don't think that's a good reason.
1: And they started talking about this movie, Throw Mama from the Train.
0: No. <laughs> I know what movie you're talking about. I have just never seen it.
1: I have yes. seen it.
0: No. So, no. Yes, this, it's with Billy Crystal yes. and Danny DeVito. And Danny
1: DeVito. Yeah. And they play a couple of unhappy fellas. Yeah. They're, they're they
2: decide to throw Mama from the
1: train. So with the women in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danny DeVito's character watches the Alfred Hitchcock movie, Strangers on a Train. Yeah. And he goes to his friend. He's not really a friend, Billy Crystal, who is um, teaching a class that Danny DeVito's character is in mm. and says, I I think we need to do this. Like we need, I'm, I'll kill your ex-wife who yeah. was making Billy Crystal's character upset. And you kill my mother. Yes. Because his mother was...
2: Really mean him. and
1: nasty, and just
0: really.
2: Oh, bad. the lady that she plays was... that is just so convincing. Oh gosh, she's, <laughs> she's, she's, so right. that she's
0: the lady from Goonies. Yes, she is. is.
2: She is. You're very you right. Right, right on the money. Will.
1: so um, mm. it didn't really work out for Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito. No, it didn't. In that movie. It didn't. Did they not? Did these two? I don't know love if they end? I do not watch to I don't the know end? If they got to the end or not? But they thought they, they called it a crisscross murder. They Tim was gonna pay Koi ten thousand dollars to off Veronica, and then Tim was gonna off this ex boyfriend of a girlfriend of Koy's. Yeah. Uh, so is it
2: of Jennifer? Is that where Jennifer no, comes
1: in? I, no, it was a different girlfriend. Oh, he, he really was, is a player. Oh yeah, I'm telling
0: you, a player. Yeah.
1: So uh, Tim. Actually, says okay. I think we're gonna do it, okay. But Coy calls after the murder and says it's done, but I want 35,000 because she fought me. Oh, she hurt my feelings. She and he knew 35,000 was 10% of the $350,000 life insurance policy that Tim was getting. Tim lied. And said it was three hundred and fifty thousand, right? Because Oh, right, because it was actually five hundred and fifty. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, I was thinking maybe Tim didn't know no, that she Honor had Mom more. Thieves, right. I didn't he know. If, oh, he knew he, he was aware. Oh good God. Yeah. Don't ever tell your ex how much your life insurance is.
1: I think they actually had to.
2: I well I would have a problem with this in court. Yeah. And this is exactly why I would have a problem. I so agree. anybody going through a divorce right now that they're telling you this, you need to talk about this. Murder case mm-hmm. and say, I ain't doing it. Mm-mm. I ain't doing it. Yeah. I will make the judge my beneficiary before I make my ex my beneficiary. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: no. We ain't so,
1: with Tim's confession, they did find DNA evidence. Um, the cell phone records, it was a pretty easy case to hand to the jurors. Tim thought that he was going to get a lesser. Um, conviction because he didn't actually pull the trigger. It
0: matter,
1: but he was Tim? very
2: surprised when they. When you plan the murder and hire somebody to do it, it's the same thing as being there That's and pulling right. the trigger. He must not listen to our podcast at all. He does not. Yeah, he's a principal. No. Yeah. Golly day. <laughs> not the kind at school.
0: No, not a not principal at, all.
2: at school. No.
0: No. He principal is- conspirator. There yes, he's an That's
2: active.
1: Our, listen to our listen, criminal justice Listen to guy. the terminology that we
2: have, even have no to say,
1: clue. Can somebody please send us an email and let uh, us know if this what, is what that's called? Right? Yeah, yeah, we, we have got, it right here. Have to do on, that. Johnny on the spot, on except the spot. it's Will on the Will spot. Will on the spot. Yes. So um, they're both found guilty of first degree, first degree murder. Okay. Sentenced to life in prison. They do. Have the possibility of parole, but not, I guess, the life part of the sentence is 51 years. So they. Okay. They, so they
2: said they have old to serve enough at least 51 I don't years. Think be
1: out yet. And they both appeal the cases. Okay. It has not gone all the way to the Supreme Court yet. Right. But they've been denied all, all the way through.
0: D. Nod. Now, did they plead guilty or did they plead innocent and were just found guilty at the they end were, of trial? They did
1: not plead
2: guilty.
0: Oh, okay. So, so,
2: so we went through a trial, <laughs> a jury, a yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Well, they're dumb.
1: Well, I mean... Whatever. Anybody who's going to base a murder on a movie, a 1987
2: movie. Not back. only that, but a movie that didn't end the way the guys planned it, no. and it was supposed to be, it was like a murder-comedy kind of thing. Exactly. I was going to say,
0: everybody... It was the, like a
2: dramedy. Is that what they're called? A dramedy? A
1: dramedy. Yeah. So they think they, they're they smarter than... Than Billy than Crystal? Billy. You're not,
2: smart You're than not smarter than, Crystal than, Crystal than Billy Crystal and Crystal. Danny Crystal.
0: No. See, a childhood friend had seen it, and he was telling me about it when I was like a teenager. And he's like, we should watch it, we should watch it, we should watch it. And he like talked it up like it was some kind of comedy. And I figured, Billy Crystal, Danny DeVito, yeah. it's gotta be a comedy. It's gotta be it's,
1: it's kind of dark. It's very dark comedy. It I is. had a hard time watching it because the mother, Danny DeVito's mother, is so mean. She's vile. She's, so she's mean. just awful. And his name in the movie is Owen. Yeah. And she's like,
2: Owen. She's always calling him. Oh, it's God. just I mean, it would make anybody psycho. Yeah.
1: But, oh but well played. I mean, she, she did a really great job in that die. movie. So but these go. bozos. The throw mama from the tree and murder out Stupid. 17. You know,
0: it's interesting. El stupido. <laughs> you know, it's interesting is when you mentioned that it looked like somebody had tried to pick up the casings. Yeah. That to me, I thought, that sounds like a professional job or like a yeah. wannabe professional job. Yeah, and then yeah. look what happened. And yeah. you know I didn't say anything, but going forward. But they I left
2: again, one and they left a the projectile. Well, I'll tell
1: you what happened was this one shell casing had rolled. That floor must have not been even and it rolled underneath something. Oh, and that's where they found and it. That's where they found it. Like up against a baseboard. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you gotta count your shots. And you got you can't
2: leave the scene till you get your casings. I guess not. You
1: so, must not have seen that in the movie. We probably shouldn't be
2: giving
0: advice about to Do a crime scene. Or how a to get
1: away
2: with a murder. That was a great show, by the way. I never could follow it. it I'm was, not smart enough. It was, a good. was good. good. Was it good? It was good. I, I, oftentimes, I think maybe now that I'm a true crime podcaster, oh, I you would can get totally
1: it. get it now. You're yeah. well educated. Well educated. Yeah. Yes. So okay, you're a professional. I am professional. You're welcome. Dad, now it. Makes, might be the liquor talking, but I consider <laughs> Oh, it's consider totally the liquor talking. I'm professional. Of
2: course you do, because if I am, you are.
1: Oh, God, you're so right. <laughs> Yay.
2: So let me give you an update oh, on yeah. the souffle. Did
1: it rise? Do we need to tiptoe? Uh-uh. Nobody bang anything.
0: It smells good.
2: It does. We have 13 minutes left. Mm. Let's see if there's any kind of a... Uh, I don't... Oh,
1: there's oven light... <laughs> Careful! Ooh, they're they are starting to rise. They're rising. It's very exciting. Rise up! <laughs> okay. Turn that off.
2: All right. So, um, just so you know, that when this is ready, they got to come out and we got to eat it. It's going to be hot, but we got to eat it because if not, it starts to. Poof down. Yeah,
1: I'm not going to complain about that. Okay. Are, yeah, are you, Will, are you okay with that? <laughs> Dude, I'll destroy with that. My arm, <laughs> like ow, ow, ow. I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. Let's take a
2: break. All right. And then we'll come back and um, we'll get situated and I'll do a mud. Oh, hi. That's right. All right, hold on. Round two. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think that that, I think I might have set that for 13 hours.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, because it is starting to smell done to me. I
2: agree. So if I set it for 15 minutes, I think we need to take it out. Okay. I was going to say, it smells. I think it's done. So um, you know what? We're going to pause. And it's time for round two. But in the meantime, the souffles have come out of the oven. Yes. They're already starting to, they, they did puff up, but now they're already starting to go down. But they should be just a little bit of a crust on the top, which it is. And it should be kind of soft in the middle light let's see
0: everybody so don't fancy. burn your tongue
2: huh i feel so fancy it's very fancy
1: mm. it is hot oh my gosh oh god oh good delicious i did it mm-hmm. oh my gosh i can't believe it! very good you did mm. a great it, job it's like a brownie hot
2: chocolate yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it's very airy
1: it is
2: That's those meringues you whip into it Mm-hmm. Guys, this is a very, I mean, it looks advanced and people would be very impressed if you did this for a dinner party. But I got to tell you, not complicated at all. It just has steps that you have to follow precisely, but that's not a big deal. And it's easy. So um, everybody put this on your baking repertoire.
1: Yeah, it's delicious. She and make a it job.
2: and send it and... Uh, Will's giving us a big old thumbs up right now.
1: Yes, we're, we're making him eat hot souffle I know.
2: Because
1: <laughs> you have to eat it hot.
2: So, but yeah, I think it turned out really good. I I'm, did too.
1: I'm you impressed with excellent, me. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. You're impressed with you. Yeah,
2: which this, is unusual.
0: This is mouthwatering thing. Oh, you. yay. Well, we just wanted to
1: have a good podcast experience.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're trying to add to your podcasting experience for the first time. That's right. I don't think any other podcast would bake you chocolate souffle. No. I <laughs> haven't heard of
0: anyone that does it. So off to you.
2: Well, thank you. All right, let's hear your murder. Oh, gosh, do I ever have a murder? So, this um, this is about a girl named Tara Danielle Ord, O-R-D. Okay. Some articles also call her Tara Ord Sidorovich. Okay. I don't know where the Sidorovich comes from. It's not her mom. It's not her dad. It's not her grandparents. I get confused, but it's huh. there. Okay. So, um, her, her headstone or... Her headstone says Tara Ord, but her obituary said Ord hyphen Sidorovich.
1: Uh, well, you know, parents or family members can write
0: yeah. basically whatever they want. Whatever they want. Yeah, and an it's obituary. it's
1: a little... So I feel like her
2: parents were divorced. I feel like maybe her mom, Sharon, along the way had gotten remarried. Maybe. And hyphenated this girl's name, and then her mom... Didn't stay married to that guy and then cause she's with another guy. Right. In this story. And that's what I'm thinking. So anyway, it's Tara. Okay. I'm going to just go by Let's Tara. Yeah, so she actually, she, her whole family is from the Scranton, Pennsylvania area.
1: Well, you're familiar with that I'm area. I'm quite
2: familiar because I have a lot of family there. You do. So um, there, she's got people in Scranton and people in Avoca, which is where their little teeny tiny airport is. It's the cutest little airport. Oh, is it really? Yes, very cute. It's got four gates. So, <laughs> um, So anyway, she lived with her mom. Sharon and her stepfather Keith. She had a younger sister and a younger brother. She graduated from West Scranton High School in 1999, mm-hmm. where she had been a basketball cheerleader.
1: Oh, I
2: know, heart, and um, a softball player. And those of you
1: that don't know, we were both cheerleaders. In case you didn't
2: catch on. <laughs> And um, she was also listed in Who's Who in American Students, so that's kind of an honor. Yeah. So, two years after high school, after she graduated from high school, her family moved from Scranton to Punta Gordo, Florida.
1: Oh, God. That's very be exciting. a big change.
2: Big change, very <laughs> exciting, sunny Florida. It's over on, it's southwest of Tampa near Fort Myers. It's mm. on the Gulf Coast. It's got Good. those beautiful Gulf Coast beaches. Wow. In a town that had very low crime rates, just nice. a really cute little beachy town. What the hell happened? Well, Tara got a job at a local jewelry store because she loved jewelry. Loved really? it. Yeah. Yes. So um, she was planning to attend a local college there and major in criminal justice. Oh. She yeah. yeah. She wanted to be a CSI investigator, a, C, a crime scene investigator. A CSI investigator is not right because that would be crime scene <laughs> investigator investigator. And that's not what you say. You say CS investigator or CSI. Gotcha. Okay. That could be the lurker talking. So. uh, So. And I'm
1: acting like I totally
2: followed. that. Oh, yeah. I totally follow that. Okay. So, um, life was good in sunny Florida. Okay. So, 29 days before her 20th birthday, it was October 1st, and it seemed like an ordinary day. Everyone was off to live their lives, work, school, whatever. Tara's stepdad, he had put in an order for their septic that they were having trouble with to be checked. Oh, Tara's mom leaves Tara sleeping in her bed. Okay. Um. She she went and and the two other kids were in school still, so they went to school. And Tara's mom left in, in, to go to work. And um, she kissed Tara sleeping in her bed, told her goodbye, and you know was like, "What's on your?" agenda today and Tara said well I'm I'm not working today I'm off work but I'm I've called to let them know I'm going to come in and pick up my paycheck Uh so Tara never shows up to pick up her paycheck dang it and that evening um first her siblings got home and they noticed some stuff that didn't make sense like her car was there right her keys were there and her sister bless her heart said her lipstick was still here and I know she would never go anywhere without her lipstick oh yeah so they called their mom, and their mom came home, and they and their mom figured out that they had been burglarized. Oh no! Yeah, and Tara was not at home. Um, so when the jewelry store, you know, confirmed that she had also not picked up her paycheck, um, the family was really worried, and right. they found her car keys, her car, her purse, all at the home. Hmm. There was also some jewelry and a lot of loose change missing. You know, they had like a jar of loose change oh, right. on the dads and there was like a, all the change was gone.
1: Right.
2: So, um, so there was actually a teenager cutting grass in the neighborhood that police, because I called the police, of course. Of course. And the police go out to start, you know, canvassing the neighborhood and there's this kid in the neighborhood cutting grass and he's got a pocket full of change. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. So they start talking to him and the owner of the house comes out and they were like, what's going on? And he, you know, they were explaining, you know, there's we've got a missing girl and it looks like there's a home that's been burglarized this afternoon and and the owner of the house said, this person has been here doing yard work for me since early this morning Mm. and has not left all day. So they were like, oh, it's not you. So he just needed, I guess he was going to the arcade after, I don't know, and had a pocket full of change. So they also talked to the next door neighbor who had been out in her yard reading, oh. and she said she did see the two septic guys come by around noon because mm. they were doing an estimate, and they were scheduled to be there at noon. So the police go and talk to the septic guys, and they said they were outside in the yard around noon. They didn't see Tara, but reported seeing um, a man with brown hair and a goatee huh. standing inside the house when they were walking around oh, no. checking the septic. But the man never came outside to talk to them. And because there's no reason for them to go inside, they didn't, there was no reason. They would stay sure. for an estimate. Yeah. So the police start looking for this mystery man and for Tara. But just in case, the cops take blood samples, hair samples, fingerprints um, from the septic guys, and they also take their clothing and their shoes.
1: Did they do that for the kid cutting the grass?
2: No, because he had an alibi. oh Okay. So, um, so anyway, days turn into weeks. No Tara. Oh man. No tall man with brown hair and a goatee. Right. So Tara find Tara's family finds themselves living a nightmare.
1: Yeah.
2: So um, Tara's mom keeps living that horrible day in her mind, and she remembers kissing her daughter goodbye, and she remembers that Tara had a pink ribbon in her hair. Oh. When she got home that afternoon, that pink ribbon was in the yard.
0: Oh, that's bad. That's not good. Right.
2: And um, she also remembers when she walked in that afternoon into the house, there were uh, a pair of Tara's earrings in the on the carpet in the hallway, which yeah. didn't make any sense. Right. And she remembers footprints. Um, she remembers that because Tara's stepdad had pointed out when he got home that there were muddy footprints in the living room and the master bedroom. Wow. And they were like, Like lots of them, like not just somebody walked through and walked out. It was like a lot of, a lot of footprints over top of footprints. It was a lot. Yeah, very sporadic. Yeah. And also the TV, some of the TVs had been pushed askew because she said, you know, we were the kind of family that when you were in your bed watching TV, we, we angled the TV so it was the perfect view. And then when she got home, she noticed that some of those TVs had been straightened out. Oh, wow. So that's kind of weird, but she just had a very vivid memory and she, she remembered the panic that she felt that day, and she was still feeling that panic 10 months later when police contacted her and said that they had found some remains about 200 yards off of a road in the county not far from their home. Oh, no. The police had received a tip about a possible body that had been buried. They wouldn't say where the tip came from. Huh. But they did confirm through dental records that the remains were those of Tara. I'm
1: so, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that they... Did not find her in the septic system because I felt like that's. Okay, too wow. so
2: I'm going to tell you because <laughs> they really suspected these guys. Right, they actually went through and drained no! some local septic systems that these guys had worked on that week to right. see if they had hidden the body in the septic systems. Wow. So they did like two or three of those. Oh, my God! Went and drained wow. septic systems because they thought if you were going to hide a body and you were a septic guy, that would be the perfect place, and they never found her remains. Right. So her remains were found in a shallow grave, kind of in a swampy area. Right. Um, well,
1: and lucky to be able to find her in a swampy area in Florida at, had not know. been eaten by gators.
2: You're exactly right. So um, she was actually in a shallow grave. Right. And um, at that point, police still had not named a suspect, but eventually the death was ruled a homicide because they were able to look at her bones and some some damages to her bones, like she had four broken ribs and right. she had, you know, part of her skull on the side was bashed in. Mm. So she had been beaten up a lot.
1: Towards so Sarah. the
2: family posts a $5,000 reward. And the police kind of said, well, I think we need to start over. We don't have any suspects. Let's start reviewing what we know and then try to dig deeper. So they went and re-interviewed everybody. And what they started focusing on was that burglary was the motive. So they go back to the septic dudes. And these dudes are named David McManus and Phil Barr. Phil is the owner of the business and David was his employee. Mm Mm-hmm. So they go back and they re-interview them. Um, At that point their story changed. What? And Phil Barr said yeah I do remember that we um, saw Tara like around noon. We saw her. She um, came outside and then she went back inside and we didn't really notice what happened to her. Um, And then they stuck to this, this tall guy with the goatee story inside the house. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: Okay, that's shady.
2: Well, it is shady. When your story changes... It's not good. Yeah, it doesn't look good. So, um, Barr's girlfriend actually complained in a 2005 newspaper article about how the police needed to solve the case about the dead girl because they had lost his business and... They had lost everything, and she proclaimed his innocence and said, this isn't fair. Oh, um, no. Right. So the girlfriend of McManus was also no help at all. She just said he didn't do this. He was innocent. You know, I talked to him throughout the day, and he was busy doing his jobs. Right. I have not to took a bite of the food Oh,
1: no. I'm sorry, but y'all are
2: done, and, and it's really yummy. Well,
1: that's the price you have to pay. I when know. You're the one doing the story. It's
2: the sacrifice I make. So, the case actually goes cold for 10
0: years.
1: Are you kidding me? No,
2: it's so horrible.
0: So, now we're like in what, 2000?
2: It started in 2001, so we're in 2011. Wow. wow. And um, at that point, Tara's family, they actually moved back to Scranton because it was so painful for them to be there. I'm sure. But the mom made many, many trips down to Punta Gorda. To go and talk to the police, she wanted that case to stay fresh. Right. She did not want them to forget her daughter. So, eventually, there was a cold case unit that was um, that was put together right. at this police department, and they took on this case. So mm-hmm. they start coming through witness testimony, and they they read through the neighbor's testimony mm-hmm. a couple more times, and they read that she mentioned seeing the septic dudes twice.
1: Oh. First,
2: they were in the yard and then they saw she saw them knock on the door and she saw Tara let them inside.
1: Ah!
2: And um they went inside and then they left and they got in their truck and left. And very soon after that, they showed back up in a van, like oh, a work van, no. and they backed that van up to the to the front door.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: Yes. So, um at that point, she she was She needed to go get ready for an appointment. She went inside. Like, I'm I'm not going to sit here and spy on the neighbors all day. They're doing their thing. I'm doing mine. So she went inside. So she never saw them leave.
1: Well, where was she before?
2: She was in her yard reading a book.
1: But she forgot this extremely important part? No,
2: that was in her testimony. That was in the first statement she gave. And
1: nobody did anything about it? They missed it. I'm really mad. They missed it. So. And later. the
0: tragic thing is, is hearing this, is that there's so many cases out there that may never get solved just on the count of been bad police it. work. Oh, golly.
2: And, and I don't think that in any way these police officers were bad, but I can tell you that they did not have a lot of murders right in their town, and they it is not worked. something that right. they investigated very often. And so I'm just saying, I don't think these were bad cops. They might have been inexperienced cops. Right. That we're dealing with a murder. Right.
0: So. Could be.
2: Yeah. So, um, so then they went to talk to, they wanted to re-interview the girlfriend of the two, the girlfriends of the two septic dudes. So they go and talk to McManus's girlfriend. Her name is Vicki. I don't, I'm not very appreciative of Vicki because (laughs) this is what happened.
1: (laughs) Vicki. Mm-hmm.
2: Now she's no longer with McManus when they go and talk to her, so she feels like she can speak a little bit more open okay. about this. So um, he had actually, right after the murder, he had moved to Maryland.
1: Oh, interesting! I
2: know. So she now remembers her boyfriend and his boss showing up together at her house, and when she looked out the window, she saw something in her driveway covered with a tarp. Oh
1: God! She
2: thought maybe it was a large hog. Oh.
1: So, How often did they bring hogs to? I house? guess
2: maybe they were hog hunters. I don't oh know. Lord. So she didn't ask any questions, but they did ask her, "How do you think we should dispose of a body?"
1: A hog body? Really? <laughs> yep.
2: Yep. And so she said, "I just told them they should bury it." So they left oh. with whatever that thing was under the tarp. They loaded it in the back of the van, and they took some shovels. And I didn't ask any questions.
1: Oh wow, Vicky.
2: Yeah. So, there's a warrant that goes out for the two septic shitheads. Yes. Yep. And so, in 2012... Right. They finally catch up with McManus in Maryland and they arrest his ass. Good. But there's a nationwide hunt for Barr. Oh. He is on the run now. Oh. hmm How convenient. He's eventually found in Hardwick, Vermont. Like, he went, he went as far as he could get. Like, yeah. I, he probably just ran out of gas in Vermont. And then it was like, okay, I, I just got to do something he here. He was
1: looking to get to Canada.
2: I think I so, day. probably.
1: Yeah, they called him before. He but he got the there, car.
2: and they have really good dairies with awesome ice cream in Vermont. I mean, I and there's, like, the maple layover. syrup candy. And he was like, I can't leave right now. If and then you he just stayed.
1: fresh maple nut goodies there? Is that what you're trying to tell that's me? That's what I'm
2: saying, and that's a reason for anybody that's to stay.
1: That's my favorite candy. Girl. I've never
2: been to Vermont. And uh, we,
1: we went We've camping been, there. Yeah. It's
2: where I got my first kiss. Oh, oh. very
1: sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet. She looked like Fair Fawcett. I did.
2: I looked like Fair Fawcett. I mean not really like I didn't really I wasn't pretty like her, but I like had my hair like her and yeah, that was me. So, mm. Robbie Gordon, if you're out there, you're a sweet boy. Oh my God. And the
1: whole entire family had to wait for her to get her kiss. <laughs> we, we were packed up and ready to leave.
2: <laughs> like, okay. And and it was raining and they're like, I know they're going to kiss. What? I know we can't leave. Just let her kiss."ing <laughs> Oh my God. It was a family affair. It
1: was.
2: Back to the murder.
1: Weird.
2: Okay. So, this guy, Barr, is in Vermont. He's actually about to go to court on some firearms charges Uh-oh. federal firearms charges. Oh. So he back
0: in some heat. Yeah,
2: so he um, reached a plea agreement with that and then they extradited him to Florida.
0: Okay.
2: So in 2012, Barr's girlfriend was arrested. Barr's girlfriend. Okay. The one that complained right. that now this was because we're losing everything. Right. They arrested her for perjury.
1: Oh, really?
2: She lied to officers about several phone calls between she and Barr that day as he was working, uh-huh. but it turns out that um, Barr's cell phone had been suspended, his service because he didn't pay his bill. His service had been suspended. She didn't talk to him at all. She had no Liar. idea where he was. What she
1: the was just covering for girls? him. And,
2: and you're just a girlfriend. Yeah. You're not even a wife. Like right? what? What the hell? Right. So well, her ass got sent to jail for perjury. Well, good. That's right. So, and I will tell you that when I was, I so I watched this and then I. And then I w- was reading about it and writing about it, and I was flipping her the bird the whole time.
1: Oh, good for you. Yeah.
2: That's what I was doing. Yeah. So, um, so further investigation. Okay. Wait. No, I just said that. So his cell phone had been suspended during the days before and during Tara's, um, what, when to missing. Right. So, um, this actually became the first cold case that was worked by the Punta Gordon Gorda not Gordon Gordon Ramsay you're on my mind cuz of the chocolate souffle <laughs> sorry P- Punta Gorda cold case unit it was the first case they had that ever actually made it to trial oh wow so what they, were go really, they, they
0: were oh, really they were really I it. corrected okay exactly.
2: yeah and they were they were they kept a, a photo of her above their desk right um, so that they just, they said, if it's the last thing we do, we're going to get this girl justice. Good. So they were very focused on it. So in 2007, no, 2015, Barr finally goes to trial and he is convicted of first degree murder mm-hmm. and he gets life. Okay. I'm just going to say that one more time. He gets life.
1: I understand.
2: That means he can come up for parole. Yes, he can. I have Googled a million times when does Barr come up for parole and I don't, I can't find it because I don't like him and I would like to be there when he comes up for parole. Right. So 2017, McManus also goes on trial and is found guilty of first degree murder and he gets life. It really irks me when they can't put the no parole on there. It really irks me. I know. Um, they actually, during both trials, they they played phone calls. You know, the jailhouse phone calls. Right. That these idiots. I know. They they're always, just idiots. Oh, yeah. Between these guys and their girlfriends. Oh, my God. And they talked about how they raped and killed her and buried her so deep nobody could find her. But it was the tip from Vicky that led them to find that body.
1: Oh, she's on call.
2: Well, it was when they went back and interviewed her. You know. Yeah. They went and interviewed her and then and then she just she didn't say they buried a body there, but she said I did tell them if they were gonna bury something that they didn't want somebody to find, this is where I would go. And they started looking in that area. So they never charged her with anything.
1: Of course not. Which
2: I makes me not like Vicki. They
1: probably made a deal with her.
2: So if anybody is neighbors with Vicky, I would like for y'all to make her a chocolate chest pie tomorrow, but I want you to make it from the one on the help. Oh Lord. Yeah, okay, and just serve that right up to her, because I don't like her, although if it weren't for her, they would have never convicted these guys, and they would have never found Tara's body, so i got to give her that. They're silver lining, but...
1: Well, hopefully along the way, she's been able to get right.
0: I hope she's gotten right with the Lord. You know, and they also, you know, there's that saying of too little, too late. Right.
2: I know, I know, but I mean, when is it too late? The girl's dead.
0: It's too late. exactly.
2: So, but, so I will tell you that um, what they think happened is these guys, um, they were kind of known to burglarize homes that they went to do septic stuff with, and Uh they think what they did was they knocked on the door, and Tara let them in, and one of them distracted her in one room, and the other one excused himself and was trying to burglarize the home. Right. And she caught onto it and struggled. Uh In that struggle... Um, To in order to subdue her, they raped her. Oh, because I mean that's what you do, I guess, to subdue somebody. I don't know, but and then um, at that point they had to kill her, so they beat her. Right, they beat her with their fists and their and their, their 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 selves. There was no weapon. So um, that's what they think. I mean, these guys have never copped to it, but they said that's kind of what we think happened. This was kind of their MO, right. like what they've been known to do. Right. Um, they they would trade, they then trade the goods that they got from these homes for drugs. Good grief. So, yeah. But, I mean, I just, you know, that poor little girl. So... Um, this caught my eye because she was from Scranton originally. right Her family's from Scranton. Her grandparents, everybody's from Scranton, which is, you know, I've got people there. Yes. And um the other thing is is I just was like you you schedule appointments with these service people and you trust them right. You trust them, and they come to your yard. Although the police said, when you've got a guy coming in to look at your septic, there's no reason for them to ever come in your house. But she probably didn't. But she know didn't that. know she was 19. Right. Well, I mean, how would she know? And they probably said, well, "We need to come in and check a toilet or flush the toilet, right. make sure it, whatever whatever septic language they used. Right. <laughs> it was deceptive, deceptive septic language. Oh my gosh. That's, that's what so they true. did. So. Anyway, that's my murder, and now I'm gonna go back to eating my souffle.
0: All right. Meanwhile, um, how do you spell her name? I'm gonna. You guys can't see it, but I'm googling her on her phone. I want to see what she looks like.
2: Oh, she's such a cute girl too. Um, Tara Ord, O-R-D. She was a very pretty girl. I even have a picture on my phone. Um, the um. Oh wow. Yeah, they even have a picture of her. On um, one picture, she was in her cheerleading uniform. So. Very pretty little girl, and she loved jewelry, her, her stepdad just. And so the sad thing is, is her her stepdad and her mom didn't stay together. It was so tragic and so um, upsetting for her mom that their relationship broke.
1: Well, yeah, and that, that happens a lot of times in families. And he
2: suffered from so much guilt because he is the one that scheduled that septic company to come out there. I know,
1: but you don't
2: know. And they had a hard time. But what I felt, what I found very touching was that when it came time for them to go back down for the trial, he went with them. Oh, right. And he sat right there with them every day in the courtroom. And the brother and the sister and, and the mom and the stepdad all sat wow. there together. So he supported her and he said, I will support her in this forever like i will always be there for her because this is horrible he's like but our marriage just our, we just, we're, our relationship wasn't strong enough it's
1: just too hard
0: yeah i'm looking at like the mug shots these guys just look diabolical
1: they do
2: they do look diabolical like, but here's the question well do they look diabolical because we know what they did and it's a mugshot? because they could just be anybody yeah they can you be know, anybody. We talked
0: about this, actually, in criminal justice. Like, when it comes to selecting juries, um, they don't like criminal justice majors. Because no. we have this <laughs> preconceived notion of, I guess you could call it bias. Like, anytime I get selected for jury duty, the first thing I say is, I'm a criminal justice major. Well, and I get okay. kicked right off.
2: Oh, we can just tell them we have a true crime podcast. Yeah. They'll kick us out of there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I can't deny what I see. Based on what I see in front of me, they mm-hmm. look bad news.
2: They do look they look a little rough.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't let them in my house.
2: But if you were a nineteen year old girl and your your stepdad said, Hey, the septic guys are coming by today, just so you know,
0: you wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't know. know. Being who I am, I wouldn't let them even on the front porch. <laughs> <Well, court. laughs> bless
2: Tara's heart. She she was
0: trusting. And yeah. she let them in. So she graduated high school in what, 1999? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I graduated in '99, so oh, she there you would know. have been my age. Your age? Almost 40.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so when this happened, I was just in my early 20s. I was an idiot in Santa Cruz Beach.
2: Yep. Yeah, there you go. Well, she was 19 when she was um, killed. Yeah. Wow. She was 20
1: days away from her, or
2: 30 days away from her 20th birthday. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah. I was mm-hmm.
2: in junior college, studying. Cut college. down
1: in her prom. Diabolical assholes. I
2: don't like that. I don't like it at all. Yeah. So but guys, I'm just gonna say, I know I'm the one that made this, but damn, this souffle is it's
1: delicious. It's it is really good. <laughs> did a good job I'm just gonna it.
2: say, uh yummy. Yeah. So So
1: that's it. We've got some social media to discuss.
2: We do. We have we would like to discuss some like social discuss media social with, social with you.
1: Media. First of all,
2: I got a new phone and I'm locked out of my Facebook. Oh,
1: yeah, that's unfortunate. It's
2: unfortunate. Yeah. So um, that makes me so sad because I think I might have to get a new profile and no- ain't nobody want to do that.
1: No, that's a lot
2: of. I've had that profile for so long. It's
1: crazy.
2: It's very we'll keep working disheartening. On it.
1: We might be able to get there. I'm yeah. sure there's a TikTok about it,
2: girl. Oh, I'll look and see if there's a TikTok <laughs> about how to break into your own Facebook. Yes.
0: Click. Uh, forgot password. I did,
2: and I, I reset it. In. And then it, when you go back in, it wants you to. says we're going to send a code to your cell phone, and they, they never send the code. But it's my right cell phone. Oh, okay. But they never send me the code.
0: That's weird. So oh,
1: Facebook, come on, come on, it Facebook, it Facebook. Okay, come on, well, let me buy. If you're not locked out of your account, please yes. find us on Facebook. Yes, you can find us at Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. That's uh-huh. our business page. Or if you want to take a step onto the dark side, (laughs) you can look up Sugar Coated Murderer podcast fan page. Mm -hmm. You can request to be in the group. We'll say yes, please. Because we say yes to everybody. Because we don't have enough friends. Exactly. You can never have enough friends. Mm -hmm. And we're on the Instagram. We are on the Instagram. But let me just tell you, if you're on the fan page, we post our episodes a day early. We do sometimes we have contests.
2: Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh-huh. we post there's a lot of our fun. sound checks. There's uh-huh. some memes that get posted. We yes. have a jolly good time, guys. A jolly good time. Then I'm missing it because I don't have I can't get into my account. Yeah. Oh God, I'm gonna go crazy. I know you are, y'all. Oh my god, if she starts going crazy, somebody email me and tell me <laughs> she's out of control.
1: Yes, and you can email us at murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. dot <laughs> com.
2: Yes, and there is Instagram.
1: You're not locked out of
2: that account, are no, you? No, I'm not. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> ma'am. So, Instagram, we are at sugarcoatedmurder. So easy to find us. We're at over 900 followers, so don't be left behind. Don't be left
1: behind. Don't That's be right. Left behind.
2: And we're on TikTok. <gasps>
1: That's right. We're ticking and talking.
2: We are ticking and we are talking. And I think we've posted twice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's it. We checked every time. And that's <laughs> it. And
2: we're and that's the end. And so but we're on there. Look for sugar coated murder podcasts. If you can't find us, email us and then I'll send you the link. I am so technologically um behind the times, it's not even we're Like we're it. on Twitter and we're on Tumblr, don't ask me what my handle name is or handle is or, handle or tagline line. or I don't even freaking know what they call it on there. Yeah. So I'm way over my head in that one.
0: Yes. But,
2: um, you know, I, I tweet, but I don't know how to. Yeah. Somehow I do it, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not on Twitter.
0: I just downloaded Twitter for the first time the other day. I'm All still right. figuring it
2: out. Yeah, let me know. Maybe you can be our social media manager, because I can't you. figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, part of my job is marketing. Oh, All there you right. go. There yep.
1: you go. All right, so we've gone over this, this, this. Let's see anything else. Uh, no, that's one
0: Oh, it. one more thing. Oh,
2: what's that? Stay sweet.
1: And don't murder.
2: Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. Indeed. And we'll probably are going to talk about your girlfriends, your boyfriends, and all your people because we are going to say bad things about you. And do
1: not make us drag in your mailman. We will. We will talk about your mailman, too. We will. Okay. (laughs) There might be a
2: federal charge on that, Shoma. No. Mm-mm.
1: There's no federal charge about talking about the mailman.
2: Okay, fine. I don't know what she's going. I don't know what she's doing, sugar.
1: No. Oh, all right. Well, you guys have a good week. We miss you. I mean, we don't, we miss, don't you. miss you. We miss you. Real quick, thank oh. you guys so much for having hey, well, me. Well, thanks for joining yes. us. This was very this exciting. This great. Our first, well, no, well, yeah, our first live guest that wasn't a family member or a. A friend. personal friend
2: yeah you're right yeah, you're, you're so, the first stranger
1: the first friend of the podcast <laughs> you're the first stranger we've ever had we on we didn't have to force you bribe you trick you no no, no we didn't did. have to tell you and your we even fed you we did
0: you did uh this was hands down amazing. Yay! Yay. Awesome. We go. We didn't well name guys, to say keep that. in
2: touch with us. Email us and let us know that you're listening and let us know that you want to be our friend or that you're still our friend or that your mama wants to be our friend or just email us. Or and your just,
1: mailman if your mailman wants to be uh, a Please
2: leave the, the, the mail people mailman. out of this.
1: Please Fine. leave the mail people alone. But sometimes they can't. have tough jobs. Sugar, leave the them route. out. Maybe on the route they want to listen to the podcast.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Guys, we're going to go, because I don't know where we're going. Well,
1: we're going to go
2: thank our mailman.
1: (laughs) We are, and ours is a mail
2: lady. Yes. Okay, guys. Well, stay sweet, and we'll talk to y'all soon.
0: Bye, Bye, y'all. Bye, later.